Hey, I'm Callie Pierce, a multi-passionate creative entrepreneur, coach, RTT hypnotherapist, and healer from way back before it was cool. It's my mission here to help share what I've learned on my own journey to inspire, entertain you, and help you to focus to create authentically, monetize your work strategically, and find your flow because this world needs more of what you have to offer. Are you ready? Good. Let's go to the show. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Liberate Your Soul. I just got back from a beautiful long walk in the marsh. It was actually not a marsh today, but it was a marsh. Does that make sense? It was a preserve, and I wasn't walking in the dirt. I was walking on a pre-made path. So it wasn't quite the same experience, although I did go off the beaten path a little bit. I got to go and sit on some of the grass and just kind of sit and chill and breathe and feel the nice breeze. It was really nice. I absolutely needed it. I've had one hell of a couple of weeks lately. I've been exhausted mentally, emotionally, physically. I've been pushing myself really hard in all areas of my life as I renewed my commitment back last month in November. And I did it sort of privately. I didn't announce it here on the podcast, but I just really wanted to get some of my goals gotten, if you will, um, in all different areas of my life. And I've been really going after it. So I want to just encourage you that as we wind down 2021 and you're starting to think about New Year's resolutions and what you want to achieve in your life, maybe whether it's a a health goal or a business goal or a spiritual goal, mental, emotional, maybe it's a relationship goal, that maybe you could just go for it, right? Maybe you could start setting in place some of the little baby steps that it takes to um, ease yourself into what you want 2022 to look like. And today I want to talk to you about how you can shift your mindset around selling. And I know a lot of creative people and a lot of people in the world really have a great aversion to selling. They're like sell out, right? But what if we changed it from sell out to sell out, right? This is so amazing. I sold out. I've got to make more. I've got to get a better production line. I need to understand a better way to Um, make my thing or have a different funnel or, um, you know, a new process in order to serve more people more efficiently, more productively, so that you can conserve your energy. There's nothing wrong with that. If you've done something well, and you're good at it, you have done your part, and you're serving people at a high level, and you're selling. Let's face it, everything that we do from the time we wake up and we put toothpaste on the toothbrush to the time we go to bed and we do it again, hopefully, if we have good dental hygiene, we're using a product. We're consuming data or media. We're using apps on a device, whether it's a telephone or a laptop or an iPad or an Android device, whatever we're doing However you're getting this media, you are consuming something you have purchased, you're even using a data streaming service, you're using an ISP, an internet service provider, 
in order to get that information. Maybe you're taking notes sometime during the day, you're writing with a pen that has ink in it on a paper or a notebook or something, and that is a product that you have purchased. There's nothing wrong with sales. Even the information that you're garnering was sort of obtained through some sort of knowledge, whether the person who's given it to you has educated themselves or gotten somehow um, to a point of personal development, maybe through books and education and coursework and classes and masterminds and you name it, they've done things to get themselves to a point of being they have been sold to in some way and life is just a one big point of sale. <laughs> when you go to a restaurant, you buy food. When you cook, you make food on pans that you purchased. You went to the grocery store, you bought food and you somehow bought it in a way that was felt good to you, it was packaged properly, maybe you like organic food, maybe you go for the, the lower priced food, whatever it is, there's nothing wrong with it. So let's just get that out of the way, first of all. Recently, I was listening to a podcast by another um, podcaster who's been doing it a heck of a lot longer than I have. He's amazing, and I just love him. It's Lewis Howes. Um, he has the School of Greatness podcast, and he had on the great marketer and sales guru uh, for creatives. In fact, it was Seth Godin, and I love Seth Godin's work, whether it's book, and I listen to his books on tape quite often. I, I have a few of them, um, but Seth Godin said something that was really simple, as he usually does. He's been doing this a long time, so he likes to keep things very easy to understand. And I, this is the basis for this podcast. It just clicked for me. And he said, if you want to make a living doing something that sets your creative soul on fire, the chances of that happening are 0.0. And I was like, oh snap, like that's going to bum a lot of people out who are hearing this, but that's okay, right? We don't necessarily create things when we're going at our creative life and we're like, oh, this is so beautiful, it's moving for me, I wrote this beautiful piece of prose. Even if you're in a sales force or you're doing service-based business like I have, you don't necessarily write things when you first start out that are gonna be pleasing to everyone. You write them because they move you and you don't necessarily understand CTAs, calls to action. You don't understand the strategy behind psychology of sales. You don't understand um, all the different marketing terms. However, when you do something from a creative perspective and you're creating something of beauty, maybe you're writing a book or a poem or a screenplay, or maybe you're doing painting and stuff like that that's really truly for the creative purpose and the process, the chances of you becoming a, a multi-millionaire, a multi-billionaire like the, the greats of you know decades before us, just based on your true creative genius, like not doing anything for anyone else, it's only for your pleasure, they're still pretty, pretty slim like 0.001, I would say. And why is that? Well, 
because it's your inspiration. You're doing it to please you. You're not necessarily doing it to please everyone else. So what is Seth Godin's piece of advice? That is the brilliantly simple, make something that people will buy. Sell out. There, I said it. If you wanna be absolutely stunningly rich, you can tailor what you do to make things that people will buy. Make things that people need, make things that people buy, and then that'll give you enough bandwidth and money and time in order to pursue those creative endeavors that make your heart sing, that help you be soulful, that help you stay steady in the face of an emotional storm, that help you when you feel exhausted to go out to the marsh and take your beautiful little journal that you can tuck into your side hip and you can just walk and you know it's going to be there for you and you can write it down. Now, I know that this might be a little bit like, okay, that's great. I don't want to make crap that people will buy because that makes me a sellout. Well, okay, fine. Get a job. If you want money, you have to do something and compromise somewhere in order to get money in this world. Maybe you have a rich someone or something benefactor who's going to pay for you to live your life and, you know, take care of all your bills and take care of all the responsibilities so that you can create. And if that's the case, fantastic. I commend you and I'm so happy for you. But if that's not the case, then Think about what it is that you, as a creative soul, as a person who likes to enjoy the finer things of life, think about that and your talent and couple those together. What can you provide to other people that they will actually consume, enjoy, process, and then make it? And if it doesn't exist, make it like unique, right? And if it does exist, make it and make it better. So let's think about some of the products that we use and consume on a daily basis. So for me, I like to think about things that are like spiritual and ethereal in nature that I surround myself with, right? So I truly have um, some things that I have made for myself and those include um, smudging tools that I have created out of necessity. Now, because I understand that there's so much heat that comes when I use a charcoal smudging component, I went ahead and got like some heat proof tile and I glued it to the bottom of this little mini cast iron frying pan and then the handle of it also got hot. So I tied a bunch of leather around it and I made it to where it's, um, it's, Holdable. I can hold it. I can bless my entire house, which sometimes takes like two hours if I am doing it in a ceremonial fashion. And I know that if I was to commercialize these and make a bunch of them, I could probably sell them for like $50 a piece because I would obviously bless them, make them um, a little bit fancier than the one that I have to my right, and it would be amazing, right? So that's just one entrepreneurial idea that I came up with off the top of my head. Another thing that I do is blessing bags. So I have a blessing bag that hangs above my 
front door. And it, in it are all the wishes and dreams and hopes that I had when I was moving into a new home. Now, I know that I can speak life and whisper into whatever I choose to put into a blessing bag. And I can speak these blessings and prayers over this blessing bag. And there's very ceremonial elements to it that I'm guided by the elements and by the ones that love me from the ethereal realm. And I put it together with different herbs and pretty little um, flowers and things like that that look really nice. And it's made handmade and it's just for me. If I wanted to sell that, I could probably sell that for way lots more money, right? So because the components were expensive, because the effort was put into it, and because it is unique and one of a kind, I could make it and I could sell it. Do I choose to sell those things? No, I don't choose to sell them. Those are just things that I really want to do for myself, and maybe I'll give away one or two of them as a gift to someone who is very special to me and like some of my clients occasionally, right? So... When you think about the things that you use on a day-to-day basis when you're going through your work as an artist, as a painter, as a writer, as someone who, you know, you maybe you have your favorite coffee mug and you have a set of spoons and you have a spoon rest and so you're like, oh, I could do something ceramic and it could be beautiful and it could have a lot of meaning. So what are these things that are beautiful that you surround yourself with and how can you glaze them in a certain way, in a specific way, and how can you let that go out into the world? Now again, looking at it as I'm not trying to do anything that's duping anyone or that's harming anyone, I'm actually trying to make the world a better place because of my inspiration. A lot of people get afraid of the feelings that will come up when they think about massive success and they think about, oh my gosh, I just, I don't even know what that would take. Like, I don't know what would happen to my partnership or my family or my friends. I would be so busy all the time and I, I just don't. And and they get afraid of what it would take or take away from their life. Or maybe they get afraid of the thought of even being successful. It's important to honor yourself and your feelings with how you look at these things. And, And sometimes these limiting blocks and beliefs come up when you actually say, holy cow, I have an amazing idea and... I could really do it. Like I know that these people, the people would buy this. The people would actually buy this. And when you stop thinking about creating for yourself and you start thinking about creating for people's consumption, you say, wow, people are actually going to buy this. So then the next step comes to you and what emotions come up and how do you process them? I think a lot about people who don't know how to put those emotions into like the proper place so that they can continue to move forward. They just let the emotion come over them because they've never dealt with them in the past before. It's like this wall of uncharted territory 
and they let that kind of take over. It's like the un it's it's almost like the the business part and the emotion part and the mindset part. They can get over the mindset part enough to see, you know, oh wow, I could almost see it come to fruition, but they can't quite get the emotion part done, so they let that stop them. And that fear, that unknowingness is what takes well more than half of business owners out of the game. Once they get their mindset strong, they get their business idea like solid, they're like, this is great, it's gonna sell, whether it's a service or a product, then they let the fear take over. Now, if you've ever had something, like ever done anything that required any amount of courage, like let's say you've had to um, face, like, for me, it's stitches, okay? I had to get stitches when I was a kid, and I was terrified of getting stitches. And the first time that I was supposed to get stitches, I screamed bloody murder. I was like, no, I don't want to get them. Please don't don't make me get stitches. And I was hysterical. And my folks, they basically said, okay, well, what do we do? It was like a head wound. And Um, I was refusing to get stitches. So (laughs) that reminds me of like snitches get stitches, which is pretty funny. But anyways, I wasn't snitching. Um, I was like 10 years old and I had a massive head wound and I didn't end up having to get stitches. My dad just like bundled me up with a bunch of butterfly bandages and tape and we just made it work. Well, fast forward like three years later, I actually did get a cut so deep. I was looking at it when I was driving the other day. It showed up and it's really stark against my skin because it's a massive scar. And I had to get stitches in my finger and I was terrified again, but I ended up going to the hospital and getting stitches and I was really scared, but it was a deep, deep, deep cut. Once I had the experience, like once the thing actually happened, I knew what to expect. It was like, okay, there's some numbing agents and the doctor was really nice and it was okay I it was an odd sensation it was still the fear was coursing through my body but I survived it and it was just an interesting and strange experience so the next time that I was faced with potentially needing stitches I didn't have that same massive terror coursing through my body So the same is true of most people when they get into business for themselves. All they have to do is go through the sales process, go through the experience of growth a couple of times, and it gets a little less scary. Once they reach that that point in time where it's time to make an offer or it's time to close the sale, it's time to have the, the cost discussion and what it's going to actually be. And you go through it and you're like, oh, oh, you really want one? <laughs> okay, cool. How do you want to pay, right? And they're like, don't make it weird. When you make it weird because you're you're scared and terrified and having all these weird thoughts and feelings, that can turn people away. And they're like, why are you so weird? I really want to buy your, your painting, your thing, your... Um, you know, I want to give you a donation for this beautiful performance or whatever it is that you had going on. 
So understand that this is a process. It can be really challenging. It can be exciting, but it's all in how you focus on it. It's all in what you, what meaning you attach to it. It's how the brain works. The brain can say, that was exhilarating. I want to do it again. Or the brain can shrink back down and say, that was terrifying. I never want to experience that again. And you can take yourself out of the game. You can say, oh my gosh, I'm such a sellout. Like, I can't believe I just got, you know, $500 for, you know, my effort, my work. And and now I don't have my work. I, I put in, you know, 120 hours on that painting or I, I wrote this book and it took me, you know, six months, a year, whatever. And, and I just feel so weird about it. That's not the point. The point is you made something, it's worth value, you put effort into it and you are entitled to, if you choose, to sell it. You can absolutely put these things out into the world if you choose to do so. So making a choice, making a decision on what you want to sell that people want to buy, then making a choice to experience the emotion of fear right? It's just a moment in time. It's not going to last forever. And then where you put that fear and how you process it is the next step. Now, sometimes we have other things that come up. Like I said, those those limiting beliefs, those blocks, those sometimes it's receiving blocks. Sometimes there's a ton of other things that get in the way. And if you have one of those, there's certain tools and and techniques that we can look at together. We can explore in one-to-one sessions that I'm still offering. We have a closed enrollment for Strength In, which is the group program that's going to be opening back up um, in 2022, if you're listening to this in real time, but still offering those one-to-one sessions to help you get over those subconscious blocks and limiting beliefs. If you want to go through a hypnosis session with me. I'm offering a limited number of those because it is the holidays and I want people to still be able to make their sales, but I still need to have my downtime, my time in the marsh and be able to take care of me as well. So I hope you have a wonderful week. And if you do want to link up together, that site is www.quantumhighways.com. You can either look at how to how to work with me or you can get on the wait list for strength in as it opens back up. So I hope you have a wonderful week. Until next time, take care. Mm-hmm.